You are listening to the Two Sorry Excuses podcast. And for that, I apologize. I don't know what. Swallows. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. And thanks for downloading the two Sorry Excuses podcast recording live via via the internet. I'm your old pal Sanders. Very good, buddy, Liv. And if you are keeping score at home, this is episode 129, the absolutely no March Madness discussion edition. <laughs> oh, we can discuss some of it. But I'll be straight up with you. Talking about brackets is equivalent to like hearing people talk about their fantasy teams to me. Okay. You know? Yeah. Like when I fill out a bracket, like I filled out the bracket, I guess, yesterday. The bracket I'm going to use for any pool I'm in. Filled out. You know, yesterday or the day before or whatever, I just go through it, very little thought, set it, and I'm like, oh, wow, that's my Final Four? Oh, well, there we go. And that's it, you know? Think too much about it, it can only hurt you. Well, which is fair. Which is fair. However, um, two two things on that. One, I'm not wrong in in thinking that this is the greatest American sporting event. Oh, yeah, it is. But the worst sporting event is people talking about their brackets, to be honest with you. You know, I'm interested I was in never watching the president talk about his bracket with Andy Katz or whomever. And then today, apparently, ESPN has gone through Congress since Trump's not going to do a bracket. And it's like, geez, that's even 10 times worse. You know, talking to the rank and file members of the Senate and Congress about about their brackets. <laughs> Yeah, but people don't. People generally don't want to hear people talk about their trips to Home Depot and the hardware store. But but people still listen to us, you know. <laughs> Couple of people, right? So there's a market <laughs> out there. There's a market out there. And the second point is the fact that I got all four Final Four teams right last year buys me some credibility. And I should be rewarded. I should be rewarded with the ability to talk about NCAA March Madness slash brackets in any form. You should be rewarded because you got three teams right and then you picked your alma mater because you probably always pick them. (laughs) Well, that's true. I picked my alma (laughs) mater. After the final four, my bracket blew up because I picked Syracuse to win every year. Of course. (laughs) It's not like you're frigging – you're not Jimmy the Greek. (laughs) But the fact that I got all four correct should buy me some street cred. No, it really doesn't. Okay. Well, well, you're off the hook because much to, much to Ryan's chagrin. I'll give you a little cred. I'll give you a little cred. Much to Ryan from California's chagrin, I have lined up a NCAA. We'll, two, we'll call him. A two-sorry excuse. What'd you say? Morgan Hill says little town outside of San Jose. Morgan Hill Ryan. Morgan Hill Ryan. Much to his chagrin. Ryan I- Morgan Hill. <laughs> Loves weed from Morgan Hill. You're on the phone. Long time first got? time. Long time first time. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have arranged for a two sorry excuses March Madness brackets 
pod special to be recorded. And we have talked my, about it in the on past. my own time. On my yeah, own time. Yeah, I've wanna, talked about it, in the, so we can talk about it. I want, I just, well, no, 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 no. I want to bore you. I don't want. I don't want to no, get you. No, I don't no, want to get you no, a ruffle. There's a but, pretty good onion about it. About man, <laughs> it was just one of these headlines. Man thinks he spent enough time on his bracket to take all the fun out of it or something. <laughs> um, although I do buy your. Uh, bracket talk makes for boring content more than I buy the uh, Syracuse isn't in it, so I don't want to talk about it. Excuse. Well, that's why I came back straight up and told you. Okay. You know, I'm not going to be a Roscoe. You know, I'm not going to be having <laughs> like some kind of fly by night friend posting photos of me in the internet of a dog and tagging me in. Well, <laughs> you're hitting too close to home there. That's that's private stuff. Well, I guess it's on Facebook. Yeah, I gotta, I'm actually going to write that down so I can make sure I edit that. <laughs> Although, I, I guess if it's on Facebook, it's it's fodder, and that's the lesson to be learned there, is if you don't want shit known, don't put shit out there, right? <laughs> All right, so cut again. <laughs> so we're back. So, so we're back. Uh, Three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, man, so that's, uh, so that's that. And uh, on to bigger and uh, on to bigger and better things. So we've got um, so we got no March Madness chat. We can talk. No, 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 no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. My I get... final four. If you want my final four. Yeah. Okay. Give me your, give me, <laughs> give me your final four. <laughs> Villanova, Gonzaga, uh, Louisville, UCLA. Okay. I have UCLA being Gonzaga. In the final. <clears throat> and I know that Final Four will never happen because Gonzaga always shits the bed. I'm giving them a break. I'm like, one year they got a breakthrough. And I had, uh, plus, some of the matchups I had, I, was, I just didn't want to see the teams advancing. That would have advanced logically. Right, <laughs> right. I have Gonzaga losing in the first round. Uh, to a 16? To a 16, correct. Okay, what's gonna happen someday? It's gonna happen someday. If not now, when? Why not? Yeah. If not them, who? Um, I stole that from from somebody. I got that from um, from a pundit um, who noted that the odds of a sixteen beating a one are relative, uh, roughly the same as all four number ones making it to the final four. And if you told somebody you had all four number ones, they would not dismiss you out of hand. They would think it's odd and tell you that it probably never happened, but they wouldn't dismiss you as, uh, as a crazy person. So um, from a purely analytical standpoint, why not? It's going to happen sometime. That's just as valid as me picking all four number yeah. ones. Um. But other than that, mostly chalk. I do have Butler in my final four. I got uh, Villanova, Kansas, Arizona, Butler. Okay. I, I'm still a fan of Big East basketball. Uh, it's not It's not the Big East basketball that we know. It's not Syracuse, uh, UConn, Big East basketball. But you know what? Um, it, they're still quality teams. They're good teams. They're good, small, Catholic school fundamentally sound basketball teams and Butler and Catholic. Well, the Big East, the Big East Sorry, in I just general. blew up your whole fucking yeah. thing. Yeah, see, they're blowing it all up. <laughs> Can't you just let anything go? 
<laughs> no, fuck you. I'm not going to let that sit just idly pass and call Butler Cap. Uh, uh, <laughs> that'd be the only non-cap that's in there. I don't even know who's in the big anymore. You know? Um, hey, you're breaking up again. I don't know what the... Uh, I don't know what, I don't know what the fuck it is then. I don't know what the story How are we now? How are we now? How are we now? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I'm I not mean, st- saying I'm just saying how are we now a bunch of times. Yeah, it's still the same. It's still the same. It's still the same. I don't know what the I don't know what the problem is. I don't know what the problem is. I checked to see if we've got like, you know, the most updated and this is always such a pain in the ass because now now this is um Try going back to the iPad next week and see if that works. Because, you know, we discussed that before, but it shouldn't matter. Or maybe I'm just going to have to directly get an Ethernet cable and plug this fucker directly into the modem. I don't know if that matters, but maybe that's an experiment worth trying in the future. I don't know. It could be a, a, a connection issue. Like, maybe it comes in waves, you know? I wonder if it involves the upload, because that's the thing that's really been showing up as shitty for some reason. And I think it's the time of day, you know? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you know the way these things work. Even though you're paying for the internet, everybody's using the same shit, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And this probably is kind of peak usage time. And they choke that off all the time, like... Yeah, this you is know. how they screw you to keep spending more and more money on the bandwidth. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um I wonder if that has anything to do with it. That the uh, global conspiracy that, that people are fucking with us? I, I say well, that's not probably... the global conspiracy that... I mean, I guess it is a global conspiracy that Cox Communications is fuck. That internet service providers are fucking with us to try to get us to spend more money on their shit. Oh, I think that's the most logical explanation. Yeah. The most logical explanation. Are you sure Butler's not a Catholic school? <laughs> I'm certain Butler's not a Catholic school. What is their, uh, what's their affiliation then? Maybe Methodist? I don't know. But it's not Catholic. Okay. All right. Um, the Big East is ten. Yeah, the Big East is ten schools. It's uh, it's Villanova, it's Seton Hall, it's DePaul, it's Georgetown, it is Butler, it is Creighton, it it is St. John's, Providence. Um, who are we missing? I think Butler's the only non-Catholic school in there. Who Marquette. Who did you mention Marquette? I did not mention Marquette, and I did not mention Xavier. I, I earlier, but... Oh, you, you know. did? Yeah, I was talking over you. Northwestern <laughs> 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 uh, Christian University was its former name. It's not private. They may be non-denominational now. They might be like uh, they might be like Syracuse, perhaps. Yeah, Syracuse is originally after the college. Yeah, yeah. Now we're nothing. January, the state adopted Ovid Butler's first charter for a new Christian university in Indianapolis. After five years of development, Butler University opened 
And I is Northwestern University. University's Department of Religion became a separate Christian church seminary and college of applied Christianity in 1924. It was variously called the School of Religion and the College of Religion. In 1930, Butler merged with the Teachers College in Indianapolis, founded by Eliza Blaker, Creighton University Second College. Butler University was founded by members of Christian Church, Disciples of Christ, though it was never controlled by a church. The university church called for a non-sectarian institution free from the taint of slavery. Well, bye bye. You were just out. Yes, I guess it's just private, straight up private now. Okay. All right. There you go. Um, they're in my final four. They're okay. In my final four. I um. Just just Syracuse basketball themed to to wrap up the March Madness discussion is um. I want to see. I, go on. I'm sorry. I want to see I, my brackets. I set my um, alarm. I had some work to do on Sunday. So I set my alarm to 6 o'clock so that I would not miss the selection show. One, I like to watch that stuff anyway. And two, I was yeah. particularly interested in, in whether we would uh, get a bid or not. So I go down to 6 o'clock and, and Roscoe's sitting there and he's you know he's forlorn. And he's like, we didn't make it. And I was like, what? Wait, it's 6 o'clock. What, what are you talking about? And I look. And I and I see that CBS has already gone through, um, you know, three quarters of the brackets. Did they? Did they? Why did I think that the selection show was at six o'clock? Did they, they moved it up. They... they moved it up. I don't know when they moved it up. I don't know if it was moved up this year in a reaction to last year with the hack. But it it came, it started at four thirty down here. You know, I mean five thirty your time. It used to start at five thirty, six thirty. You know, where they'd start revealing the the brackets. You know, they moved it up power this year. I don't know if they did that last year because I didn't watch last year. Because I was the same way last year as I was this year. I was anticipating Syracuse not. That way, I could be pleasantly surprised if they do. You know? Right, right, right. So I didn't right. watch this year, and I was always, because we had the student to Patrick's Day Parade, too, that day. So I was just hanging out. You know, did that stuff and then following on Twitter and getting confirmation that we weren't going to make it because, uh, which probably Roscoe was on too. I don't know. He was probably along with Twitter as well because once certain teams made it, you knew we weren't making it. Okay. Okay. Like once so I think- Kansas State was in the field, you know, once, once certain teams went through, you knew we definitely weren't making it. And that was – Probably by the time the third bracket was revealed that that came, that we definitely weren't going to because any teams we were competing with for brackets were gone. Yeah, so I was um, I was bummed that I that I missed you know a half an hour's worth of show, but then I was even more perturbed that you know he had his sourpuss on at that point in the you know in the show because what. We kind of didn't deserve to make it. No, we didn't right? deserve to make it. We fucked up. Right. I would have been and pissed had we beat Miami and we still didn't make it. Oh, sure, sure, sure. I think there was a, there was right exactly. There were scenarios where we could have make made it, given the facts as they were at the time of Selection Sunday. I had zero hope. I had zero zero expectation. I, 
expectation that we would make. Yes. Of course, I hoped that we would make. Yes, it. but uh, it was not a surprise. And you know what? Like sometimes you just don't make it, and that's what I think. That's what makes being uh, a, a Syracuse grad so special is that we go through this once every ten years. Right? What, 2008 was the last time we got a snub, right? Yeah, yeah. Some schools get one tournament appearance every 10 in that time frame. You know? Yeah. So, like, the fact that the fact that our expectations are high and that it comes with being alumni, with you know, that's that's what you get as part of being alumni, I think is great. But when it doesn't come about, you got to look at it. You got to look at it realistically and, and say, well, okay, well we didn't deserve it this time. Exactly. So, I mean, you know? it's just like tough take, you know, we suck this yeah. year. Right. You know, we, we lost by 33 to fucking St. John's. I don't care how fucking little guys know about the friggin' zone and all that shit. You know, we shouldn't even be losing the St. John's much by three points, much less thirty-three. Right, right. You know, right. So we didn't make it. That's what yeah. it is, right? Tough titties. Shit Tough happens. titties. As 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 a wise man. Let's go said. win the whole Let's... fucking NIT because you never there won you one of those. Right. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. The upside is there's a ninety-nine percent chance that everybody comes back next year, right? Nobody can leave off their performance this year. Leiden can't go anywhere. Leiden shouldn't go anywhere. He's he's too friggin' timid to be an NBA player. The freshman can't go anywhere. Like nobody's proven battle and Turin Thompson not go anywhere. And if they are, they're stupid. You right. Know? Exactly. And the not making the tournament actually preserves that fact because there's no chance of them going off in the tournament. Yeah, they don't get you know? a Malachi Richardson, Dion Waiters, friggin' uh, draft boost by playing good in the tournament. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know what? Blessing in disguise. Blessing in disguise kind of deal. So, that's what we got. That's our March Madness. Uh, that's our March Madness wrap up. I still think I'm going to go do a, do a, a pod special. Okay. Breaking down the breaking down the tournament brackets um, for my own edification, but um, you know enough about that to be doing that. We got yeah, I do. I like I know tons. Of, I I, I want to hear Cole picks his own bracket. So I oh, you're talking about more. that? You're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not gonna sit yeah. here and claim to be like friggin' Jeff Goodman or Seth Davis or Andy Cat. No, 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 no. I want to hear what's inside of the mind of a nine year old. Yeah, yeah, that's perfectly fine. You know. That was my first experience with brackets. I was little. As a, Dad used to always little kid, right? home from work, and he he'd always buy one for my brother and me to fill out. Yeah, you know, he'd buy us each one. You know, it was like five bucks to get in at Bell South, AT and C, whatever it was. You know, yeah, I lo- I used to get the paper and cut it out. Yeah, you know, yeah. handwrite it. No, that's um, valid. So that's uh, that's uh, that's the breaking. Uh, pod special um, nothing <laughs> nothing too crazy nothing too crazy um well with that said what 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 do you got what, what do you got big for the old two sorry excuses army here? Well, I, mean, I got nothing i was gonna talk about i mean 
I just wrote my check for Sean, which I will mail out in the morning for his pool. <laughs> I do that one every year. You know, and who knows? Maybe one year I'll strike lightning and win it. I won. What is uh, his? Is just a regular standard. Yeah, so, what you need to write a check and put it in a standard mail and send it to his house in Topsfield, Massachusetts, in a day and age when everybody else in the world that I give money to, I can just go on my phone, go into PayPal and do like phone number or just like, like a couple of weeks ago, guys like, remember, you owe me 40 bucks. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'll PayPal you right now while I was on the parade route watching a parade and sent them $40. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah. This morning, I sold the two extra Chris Rock tickets. You know, I didn't get a whole lot of money for them. I got more than I paid for them, a little more than I paid for them, not much more, but just a little, enough to say I got more than I paid for them, but I'm not stuck with them. And I have a, yeah. had they not sold to this one person, I probably would have had to drop the price to below face even, looking at what the market's like right now. How'd you how'd you sell them? Well, I had them up on StubHub forever, you know? Yeah. And then I changed the price on StubHub a couple of weeks ago to 105 because it was like, because I was like, you know, even though, basically the tickets cost, what did they cost me? They basically cost me about $88 a piece in okay. reality. Okay. Yeah. Is that what they were? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> So I made I made nine dollars in the end off of them, but I look at so I was like I feel like I still got to make some money off of them or at least get it <laughs> for uh, for what I paid for it. So I look at stuff up, and if we sold at one hundred five, I would have got ninety four fifty. So then I said, well, I better you know hedge my bets, and I put an ad on Craigslist for ninety five dollars a piece, you know, because I, I was like I can live with that, you know. Yeah. So a girl sent me an email a few, like maybe on Friday. I, you know, are the tickets still there? I'm like, yep. Don't hear back from her again till Sunday. Like, I'd like to buy the tickets, and I'm like, okay, cool. Here's my phone number. You know, don't hear from her again. You know, because it's like, <laughs> see how much easier it is to. I, and obviously, she doesn't look at her email all the time. You know. Right. Uh, right. I mean, another way I know she doesn't really look at her email, she has a Yahoo account. And, like, who the fuck uses that Yahoo email, you know? <laughs> you know what would make you feel a lot better? I don't know if it would solve any problems, but it would make you feel a lot better is if you wrote uh, maybe not a book, maybe not a manual, but at least a one-sheet executive summary on Craigslist etiquette. <laughs> because I feel like at least 30% of your daily malaise has to do with the communication or lack thereof during Craigslist yeah. transactions. So yesterday I sent her another email <laughs> like, hey, dude, you know, uh, this is my number. It'd make it a lot easier if we used... Friggin', uh, if you text or called me, you know, it would make the transaction go a lot smoother, you know? Meanwhile, you know, you're dealing with tickets, so you got to also don't want to come off and scare off thinking you're a scammer, 
even though I'm totally not, you know? Right. Because that's the biggest fear of any Craigslist deal is scamming. You know? Correct. And and Craigslist gives you no uh, no security. Yeah. At least StubHub gives, you know, backs the guarantee, the whole deal. The whole yes. Deal. Well, so she's texting me back and forth yesterday. I'm like, all right, well, we can. She's like, well, you can also transfer from Ticketmaster. I'm like, no, because Ticketmaster, not all tickets are allowed to be transferred on Ticketmaster. And these, they don't allow you to transfer. Like, you can go sell them through Ticketmaster's thing, you know? Yes. But they're not right. going to let you just transfer them straight up, you know, so, which is kind of a pain in the ass because the way I was going to have to transfer them is through the PDF, which says my name on the tickets, which I know makes people a little weird, you know? Yeah. But uh, but I'm like, we can PayPal. And she agrees. Like, it'll protect both of us, you know, if we use PayPal. You know, if you, uh, you know, where PayPal protects you too, you know? Yep. So she's like, okay, when I get back to my desk, I'll do the transaction. I'm like, all right, cool. And this is like 10 something in the morning. Well, I left early in the day, like around three o'clock because they were doing a live show of the prices right here. Not It wasn't on TV. It's not Drew Carey, but it's the live tour. And my sister and I bought tickets for my mom to go to it. You know, and the show was at 4 o'clock yesterday. My sister didn't want to go, so it ended up being my brother Josh, my mom, and I went down there for fun, you know. Fortunately, my mother never got called up on the stage. But a friend of mine's dad did, so that was kind of funny. I was like, Ray Donovan, which is kind of funny because his name's Ray Donovan. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And, and uh, And I'm like... Oh wait, that's my buddy Mike's dad, Ray. As so I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's him. And I, I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure they called you dad. And he's like, black shirt. I'm like, yep. He's like, ah. Oh. And uh, but he didn't make it on the stage. But anyway, you know, I'm thinking you couldn't. I got scolded twice for pulling out my phone to show because they don't allow you to take photos or whatever. Even though I wasn't taking photos, just wanted to look at my phone and look at emails <laughs> and shit. You know. <laughs> You got scolded twice. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize I got scolded the first time. I was like, oh, maybe that's why that woman came over before because I wasn't even paying attention. But the second time, lady, you know, I was like, I'm not even taking – like, it was on my lap, you know? Like, yeah. I'm not – I clearly wasn't taking uh, photos or video of any of this shit, you know? I have so many questions right now, but I don't want to get sidetracked off the StubHub thing, yeah. off the off the Chris Rock thing. So I'm gonna hold on. Give me a second. I'm gonna write my questions down, and we can come back to this time. Why won't or, they video them? Why won't they allow so, you to do that? Can I? Let the, I don't want to lose the, the Chris okay. Rock thing. I don't so anyway, that thing ends. You know, it ends around five thirty or something. No response from her. So this morning, and I'm thinking. Well, maybe she got back to her and started looking around, saw that there are cheaper tickets out there, you know? Yeah. And I'm I'm getting worried about that. And then I even looked at Craigslist on my own, and I'm like, oh, man, they got tickets that are not much worse than mine that are significantly like $20 per ticket cheaper, you know? (laughs) And I'm like, oh, shit. But I texted her. I'm like, hey, do you want to complete this deal today? You know, I'm like, <laughs> you know, being innocuous. I didn't want to get heavy handed. Be like, I got somebody else asking me for the tickets. You know, right? Because once you bluff and 
and she calls you on it, now you're screwed. Yeah. So I'm just acting like innocuous, you know, and then I don't hear. I'm like, and I never heard anything from her for like an hour. I'm like, fuck, this girl just totally is ghosting me because she bought. She realized that she didn't have to pay $95 a seat for my tickets because she probably could get similar tickets for $75 or whatever. Right. Well, finally, she's like, oh, I'm sorry. And I get a PayPal notice at the same time. You know, and the one thing that pisses me off is this. She sent it to me as goods and services. So I was going to make $15, ended up making $9 because PayPal decided to take their service charge because when they do it as goods and services, they charge you a service charge. But I never do it like that because I'm always sending money to friends and shit. And you do, you know, even pools and all that stuff. You always just do it as friends and family and you don't have to pay a fee. But is there protection if you don't do? Probably not. I mean, I'm sure that's the deal. I'm sure there's no protection if you don't do it as goods and services. Right, right. You know, when it's was not the big show? fucking deal. I was like, I still made money off of it. Yeah, of course. We used to have a saying. We used to have a saying. Even it's better to, to lose a little money today than a lot of money tomorrow. Yeah. So, like, that's how I look at it. Yep. The market's going to do what the market's going to do. You have to make your decision based on where you stand now with not what could have possibly been. So the fact that you made some money on it, that's, I think is a win. I would have been happy to get my, cause I even asked, I asked like one friend whose husband is in the comedy. I was like, would he have any interest in going? And that's the only person personally that I knew. Cause I was like, I'll just give it to them for like face value or whatever, if they want it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I was looking and I know that the market's only going to get worse because it's already gone down significantly. People that were once selling the tickets like $20 a piece, like in the balcony, $20 a piece more than face are now. Those tickets are dropped fucking at least $10 below face, you know? And it's yeah. like, like for that, because he had those two other shows. So it really fucked up the market, you know? It's like the first show sold out right away because everybody wants to scalp the tickets, bought them. Yes, exactly. And that's how it works. You know? Yeah, because that the, the day I bought those tickets, the first day I put them on StubHub, I think there was, it's only like, it's less than a 3,000 seat auditorium, you know, the theater. You know? That day there were 700 something tickets on StubHub already. You know? Yeah. And then today, there were still 470 tickets for that show on StubHub, whereas the two nights, the next two nights, have a lot less tickets available, you know, which which to me means that the people that really wanted to give them the first day that were locked out by the by all the fucking uh, scalpers, you know, they moved on, you know, and or whatever. I mean, you know better than me. But yeah. but anyway, people thought they were going to get all this money for it. The market's dropping out. I was like, I was like, this is the high point of this ticket I can get. Because I looked. I was like, I was like, there were a couple. I only put them on Craigslist last week, maybe like last Thursday or something. And um, and there were already the price. Somebody, somebody in the last couple of days put up similar tickets for way cheaper on Craigslist. There weren't that many listings on Craigslist, like by owner, you know. 
because Craigslist, you can do it by owner or broker or everything. I always look by owner as the comparison because I'm not a ticket broker, you know? Right. So I – so I was like, I'll take what I can get now. And then out of curiosity even, I checked the ticket I had, which I paid full price for for my two tickets, which are not bad seats, but they're a lot more expensive. And I was like, well, I'll feel real stupid if they got tickets similar or even better for cheaper than mine. And I looked at StubHub, and and thankfully, no. Thankfully, all the tickets better than mine. People are still asking a shit ton of money. So I feel comfortable with the fact that I paid uh, face value for my tickets that I'm going to go in on, you know? Right. Right. I, um, I recently bought, um, I recently bought tickets on a whim to, uh, Bell and Sebastian. Okay. Are you familiar with them? I know that the Irish guy that used to work in Boston was in the Bell and Sebastian. I don't know. They're like an indie band, right? Yeah, they're a Scottish, like uh, indie rock. I don't want to say new wave, but like they got they got a little bit of electronic music vibe to them. They have a, they they got a keyboard and some synthesizer, but um, it's more like indie emo rock kind of deal. All right, and I got. I, mean, I, I know they've been around for a while because that was when I was long in Boston. Time. Yeah, long time, and they mostly turn tour in Europe and and don't come here very often. They don't put out many albums. And I would say maybe like eight. Wait, is Bell and Sebastian? Do they have? Okay, no, no, I'm thinking of a different band. A guy that, because there was a girl that came around with a dog. No, no, she was a different. It was a different band. She was a fan of like a European band. Sorry, Nick Cave and the Bat Seeds. That's who her dog was named after. One of the guys in his band. Sorry. Uh, okay, um, that was another Bell- band that the guy from Ireland and Boston liked too. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, you- they're associated acts as far as I'm concerned. Got, got it. Got it. All right. Um, Bell and Sebastian was featured in um, that movie High Fidelity with uh, John Cusack. All right. So I, that's probably when I got into them. I was like, oh, let me check these guys out. And, and yeah, we're talking like really dug them. almost now. What's that? It's like a, almost a 20-year-old movie at this point. Yeah, so it's been a long time. Yeah. It was definitely before I went to Curacao. And um, when I came back, I was like, you know what? I'd really like to see these guys and realize they don't tour. So I signed up for their newsletter or their email alerts, and I get um, tour dates. And about five or six, maybe six or eight years ago, they came and played in Brooklyn. And Angie and I went, and it was a good time. It was a lot of fun. And it's been forever since they toured. Well, they announced that they were coming back to the States, but they do real limited engagements. Yeah. And they're doing an outdoor summer uh, festival, uh, summer amphitheater tour. Um, and they're going, the closest they're going is uh, Columbia, Maryland, which is, I don't know, about 40 minutes outside of D.C. So it's probably two and a half, two hours and 45 minutes from here. It's an outdoor concert, you said? Like a festival tour, you said? Yeah, it's like an amphitheater. Kind yeah, of, yeah, you know, yeah, like, like where you're on like the grass seating. lawn type of stuff. Yep, yep. What's that? The so Tweeter figured, Center they got up there in Boston. Uh, Tweeter Center, yeah. It was, uh, what did it used to be called? Um, yeah, it was something lawn, wasn't it? <laughs> they had great lawn. Great lawn. Uh, yeah. Great Woods. Great Woods. Great Woods. That's it. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, so yeah, it's one of those kind of places, and I figured it's July thirtieth. It's the uh, it's a Sunday. Maybe I'll go. I'd planned on taking a lot of time off in July and 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 going to see my sister for a little bit, and maybe going to the Poconos or whatever. So I bought the tickets went on sale, and I bought four lawn seats. So in my mind, I'm gonna go visit my sister at the end of July. And Sorry, real convinced. quick. I got to interject. The other yeah. day, I heard this song. We got to get out of this place. I forget where I was, but all I was thinking was, and go to the polka nose. <laughs> Classic Two Sorry Excuses callback for those yes. of you. Yes. So when you mentioned the polka nose. At home. <laughs> yes. Yes. Alfredo, um, if you're keeping score at home. So. <laughs> So, I uh, I'm gonna talk my sister into going with me, um, and then I'd drive back to New Jersey, and they would drive back to to DC, and so I get four tickets. No sooner with you, I'm sorry. Besides your uh, sister my, and your brother-in-law, and, and that's it. Figure well, maybe they've got a friend, or, or maybe you bring Roscoe s- down, sell the other ticket, um, and I'm we'll sorry. see. You know, we'll see what happens. It's July, <laughs> right? <laughs> Yep. July 30th. So uh, no sooner do I click buy on the tickets, uh, my brother-in-law reminds me that the annual uh, Poconos uh, NASCAR race is July, th- July 30th this year. And for years, we've been talking about kind of going up, making that like a family uh, weekend vacation. Because um, we only only all go up as a family in Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, on Thanksgiving. So we waste all of this, you know, summer activity. There's a ton of summer activity up there. There's we live on it's on a lake. The house is on a lake. You yeah. Know? There's yep. swimming and, and ski and water skiing. Yeah, that's Not like that the time you want to be up there. Right. And it's cool because it's the mountains. Yeah. So we've kind of informally decided to make a summer outing and the the prevailing thought is if you do it around this NASCAR race, then my brother-in-law and my sister would definitely come up. Because um, they just love just, NASCAR, right? Yeah, he loves NASCAR. So yeah. then it makes everybody else want to go up because they have a little kid and the kid's little. You and might get Mr. All... Creed in there because he loves NASCAR too. Yeah, he's welcome. <laughs> he's totally welcome. Yeah. So um, <laughs> now I've got these four tickets to a place that like I know no one. So I put them up on StubHub and, you know, just want to get my money back essentially. But at this point, I'm going to play the market. You know, I'm not going to I'm not going to totally devalue the market just to get my money back. Um, but there's a ton of tickets. So all I bought lawn seats. Those aren't the seats you want to buy if you're going to if you're going to try to get money on the yeah. secondary market because they're 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 of indiscriminate value they're all the same general mission right yes tons of that inventory is out there so i put them up at 70 bucks you into the show tickets yeah and like they're the easiest tickets to buy so there's no discriminating factor there right yeah i put them up at 70 and i put them up at 75 and i check back a little while later and somebody is at 74.96 and i'm like are you kidding me? So I go to 72 and somebody comes in at 7196. I go down to 70 before I realize that it's an automated bot that some broker has that's going in, 
finding the price and then going a few, you know, a few cents less than that, which is not illegal because brokers um, have a tie in to the API of StubHub. Yeah. It gives them all that information because StubHub wants accurately priced tickets to keep the marketplace fresh. So, now so oh, I'm, he's finding yours and setting the price slightly below it to like, okay. Yeah. So, so now there's three sellers and they, I doubt they're all the same sellers because they're undercutting each other, but, uh, 6980, I'm at 70. There's 6987, 6962 and 6960. So these scumbags, rather than just let the market sit. They're, they're going to constantly keep auto undercutting me until I get to a point where they decide that it's worth buying me. Then yeah, they yeah. keep lowering their prices, but that'll get below face value. You know, they're not going to buy me at face value when they've got, you know, each of those guys has, you know, 18 tickets, 12 tickets, eight tickets. Like they've got their own to unload. They're not just going to buy me speculatively. So I, get, I just have to wait. You know, I just have to sit there. And, and as more time goes on, the less valuable they become because people are going to put more tickets on. People are going to yeah. find their own tickets. Yeah. So I'm, I'm screwed. I'm screwed. I'm going to, I'm not going to say most likely, but there's a good chance. I just, I, I'll have to make a decision. What would I rather do? Uh, go to the Poconos with my family for a long weekend and hang out and maybe go to a NASCAR race and is that worth more than two hundred and eighty dollars? Yeah, I mean, that's what me. I was sitting there worrying about today. I was like, if this girl did find other tickets, I'm gonna have to drop my price. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because this is the only person that had even reach out to me. You know, the only right. interest, as far as I knew, because you don't know. I, I don't think you know if people show any interest in your tickets on StubHub without buying them. You know. Oh yeah, there's no way. Yeah, you, yeah. you don't know. Yeah. So, so you- uh, from a from a from a portfolio management standpoint, you know, I can look at that. You know, it's April, May, June, July, four months out. I can decide right now that I'd rather lose eighty bucks. Yeah. Today, than sweat out breaking even in four months from now. Yeah. Set those tickets for a loss because somebody will buy them at, at below face value. That's guarantee yeah. because they're not going to want to lose money at below face value. You know, yeah. they're not going to match me. So if I go out there and I'm sitting at, you know, 45 bucks for a $60 ticket, $60 face value as a casual fan, you're going to buy them right now. Yeah. Cause those are, those are what, you would pay for that, and that's you know. So I, I kind of have to make that decision all because these these brokers, you know, have their auto bots and they're undercutting me because nine times out of ten somebody's going to buy the cheapest ticket on the board, regardless of whether mine come with parking passes or mine are electronically delivered and theirs are delivered via UPS. Like there's all kinds of of little discriminators when it comes to buying and selling tickets. But generally speaking, it's the cheapest on the board goes. People don't look for value, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. Plus if you get rid of them now, you know, you're not even going to remember that money. 
in yeah, exactly. four months. You know. Right. You're going to forget about it. That shit's going to be in the past. And that was even the other thing. Like, that was one thing I was thinking, too. I was like, even if I have to drop the price on this, I paid for the tickets back in December. Yes. You know? Right. Because they were on a credit card, and I paid them. That's gone. That's it's sunken. But, um, yeah, plus dealing with the the ner- the friggin' stress of I got to get rid of it before the show, you know? Right, and having to fulfill it, you know, meaning get those PDF files, email them to the person, make sure they get them in time. Like, there's a lot yeah. of hassle that goes in with executing a ticket order on the secondary market. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was reading something. I came across, I think it was on io9, might be the website, one of these Gawker websites. Okay. About... Uh, and I only read it real passively. I just skimmed it real quickly about uh, Ticketmaster introducing this whole verified purchaser thing. Because what they're trying to do is they're trying to get around the scalper bots, you know, because all the shit they try, the scalper, you know, the, the technology keeps outpacing it, you know? Yeah. Like the capture shit. Like when you go to Ticketmaster Day of, you got to do all that. But they got programs and how to get around that stuff now, you know? So they're coming up with something uh, because because it does suck. It, I mean, they have an interest in, in not pissing everybody off, considering how much they're already selling the fucking tickets. Where like the tickets for that show were sixty something dollars a piece, and after service charges and all this shit, uh, it was sixteen dollars in service charges lacked on, and then another five bucks basically for the right just to buy the ticket. And and that's with the whole printing the ticket from home thing, you know, which is free. Right, right, right. I mean, wait, it's like, oh, convenience fee to buy the ticket, the only way you can really buy the ticket? It's just, you know, it's such a scam, you know? And that's what pisses me off to break it down like that. Why don't you just, like, Let's do. Let's treat it all like it's a bar. Give me a round price, and you deal with the taxes and all the shit later. You know, yeah. If the ticket's gonna be ninety bucks, say it's ninety bucks. Don't say it's seventy dollars. I just bought tickets last week to go to uh, Roger Waters' Us and Them, uh, which I guess is sort of like the Wall. The yeah, Wall never yeah. came here, but my brother Josh went to see it in Florida and he's like, I want to go see us and them. You want to go see it? And I was like, yeah, sure. So we bought two tickets and the tickets putatively were $72, but they ended up being $90 a piece, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's just um, fucking crazy. Is that Roger Waters thing an indoor? Yeah. 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 They do it in arenas. Yeah. Well, they might do, you know, I know the wall was done some places outdoors. Like in football stadiums and stuff. Yeah, I saw mine at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, I mean it depends where it depends, but here they're doing it in the Smoothie King Center because I guess that's there's no real, especially it's in July here too, so you wouldn't want to be outdoors anywhere in July in New Orleans as it is, you know. And is it Dark Side of the Moon? Like, what are they playing? I guess he's gonna do uh, selections from all the shit that he likes that he's done. You know, see, I was thinking, oh, Dark Side of the Moon, but it's he, he's called Us and Them, and I saw it was teasing as, like, selections, which is why it's Us and Them and not Dark Side of the Moon. So I'm sure he'll have a lot of stuff from Dark Side of the Moon, 
but I but I'm assuming that means it's going to have a lot of different stuff other than the wall. I imagine, you know. But it's going to be a multimedia yeah. show like the wall, I guess. Okay, the wall was good. That was really good. Yeah, yeah. My brother went to Florida to see it. You know, I mean, it just didn't come here. I think the closest it came to here was like Houston, probably, and maybe Atlanta, something like that. Okay. All right, it's coming here. It's coming to the Prudential Center. It's coming to Brooklyn. Yeah. Well, of course uh, it's coming there. Yeah. They probably do multiple nights of it there. If it's going to be in the Prue in Brooklyn, right? I mean, the, the Prue's in Newark, but if it's going to be any of those places, they got to do multiple nights. Yeah, so it's, it's playing uh, Prudential Center one night, Barclays two nights, and then uh, the old Nassau Coliseum. Okay. two nights. Not that I would go out to Nassau, but yeah, that seems that generally, generally when you look at concerts, if it goes to you know to 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 Prudential or Barclays, usually it'll head out to Long Island. But that is yeah. like, yep. Interesting. Let's see if my brother wants to go to that. Yeah, I mean, we got. I don't know where you saw Yankee Stadium, but Josh was like. Uh, you know, because you could have bought tickets on the floor, which were 120 something dollars, effectively 150 probably. Right. After all the fees and all that shit. But uh, we got him in the third level, but like the first row of the third level. And he's like, you want to be up there anyway, because he's like, people on the floor, it's like it's too damn big, and you're craning your neck the whole friggin' time. You know? Yeah. Yeah, so when I bought the tickets, that was the height of my secondary ticket market um, career. So I had all that information, and I exactly I bought right with those parameters. And at a baseball stadium, it's really hard to see a concert because the the natural placement of a stage is across the outfield in center field, right? But yeah. you never know if they're going to do it that way. And it wasn't straight up across center field. It was more like in left center kind of deal. So if you're on the first base side, the equivalent seat on the third base side is a way better seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we ended up getting those. And the way Yankee Stadium works is um, – it's got a, a 100 level and a 200 level, which are essentially together. Then a 300 level and a 400 level, which are essentially together. Um, it's a lot like the Superdome in that, you know, where you got that 500 level. Yeah, yeah. It's really just the bottom of the 600 level. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think real our cl- seats are real good because at the uh, Smoothie King Center, you know, where you come out on the 300 level, you walk out, you know, and there's like maybe three or four rows right down there. And those are really good seats because they're basically just an extension of the middle level, you know? And like, that's where we sat for the all-star game. And it's, and I know our seats there were like 500 bucks or whatever. And then the other seats, like if you just walk straight up, dropped by a hundred something dollars, you know? So the tickets we got for the us and them, it's 
literally row one and 300, which means no one's even in front of you. You're on the rail. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's that. Those are exactly where my seats were, um, yeah. and it was the best place to see it. You know, you're high. You're just high enough, and nobody can obstruct you. Those are great. Yeah, those are good seats, man. You'll uh, you'll enjoy that. Yeah, and they're kind of on the side, but it's. You know, I mean, it's further back, but it's on the side, you know, because I think the straightaway ones, because he was like straightaway back, like all the way, like, you know, it's a basketball arena. So, you know, the stages at one end, you know, and you're at the other. He said those are even at the at the Roger Waters show. Those would be the best seats is the complete opposite side. But those had already sold out, I guess, because I forgot about I saw the commercial like Saturday night and it was like goes on sale 10 o'clock Monday morning or whatever. And then he texted me like around 10 something like 10 15 or something asking me if I want to go. And I was like, yeah, all right. So I went on and I looked at the tickets and got them right then there because you know, it's, it's not New York. So, <laughs> so you know, right. you could still get decent tickets at 10 15. It's not to Roger Waters, you know, it had to, it's not a fucking Adele or something like a Beyonce or some shit where those tickets would have been gone by 10.05, you know? Right. So, I mean, all the tickets would have been gone by 10.05 if it was one of those type of shows in a 20,000-seat arena, you know? And when's the show? July 8th, I think it is. Okay. Doesn't conflict with the Poconos race, fortunately. <laughs> well, let me buy four tickets and then I'll come up with something else that I have to do and then be in a quandary. Oh, uh, this do. is the year we were supposed to start doing the wheelbarrow races. <laughs> um, hey, but speaking of buying tickets and speaking of making commitments, um, uh, the good news is that the uh, Syracuse LS, did we talk about this Syracuse LSU game? Is on a free weekend for me. Yeah, yeah, you did tell me. That's another reason why I I sent. I was in my car going home from work when I sent you that text because I was thinking, I was like, you know, I'm gonna have to get, you know, talk to Sanders about trying to see who's involved. I mean, who wants to get down? You know, I mean, I already talked to Jordan about it the other day, saying, you know, we're trying to get some people together. You know, because Jordan's definitely wants to be in, you know. And I was like, I'll try to recruit some people. He's going to recruit some people. Uh, we'll have tailgates to go to. Um, but that's something we probably got to talk about offline, too, you know. Okay. All right. What's the What's the coordination that needs to – I would think that tickets are the hardest thing to – Tickets won't be the hardest of. thing because I don't think it's going to be bad. Like everybody I know, it's an LSU person's. Like, don't worry about that. I mean, there's already a load of them on StubHub anyway. But yeah, yeah, that's what I would figure. But I, I would still think that would be the 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 well because this is what everybody and I know this. It's it's not going to be a huge game for those guys, you know. Like in terms so of you're- fact. So you're saying in order to even have a good time, you got to coordinate some people who normally would bail on that game. Well, no, I'm talking about who, who like, from our circle will want to come, you know? And, like, that's why we got to talk offline. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I, my, I think the answer is easy. Not many people. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. But we yeah, got so. to start – 
putting planting the seed in people's ears now, you know? Okay. All right. Because I mean, okay. we're we're six months out now. Yeah. That's six months away. So this is the time to to say something to people, you know? It's like I don't know when the hell else are you gonna? What the hell else are you gonna do? You know? And then like the other picture I was thinking, I tell these people, it's like LSU Tiger Stadium is like a legendary college football stadium. Yeah. You know? And it always ranks as like the best tailgating scene in college football, you know, which means it's probably the best tailgating scene in football because NFL tailgating sucks comparatively. Um, and so you come down, spend Friday night in New Orleans, you know, I come down and those guys can get hotel rooms. You can sleep in my spare bedroom, whatever, you know, somebody can crash on the couch if they want. Uh, and then we'll go up the next day. You know, maybe, you know, I don't know, uh, you know, make like a four or five day trip out of it. Yeah, that's my plan. That's my plan. Yeah. You got me. Yeah, I know I don't need to sell you, but then again. I, I just don't want you to be, a, I just don't want your hopes to be dashed when it ends up just being me. <laughs> no, just as your hopes weren't dashed when it was just me and Jordan. Right, right. But I think right, I would come down because they go anywhere. I, I think he's probably uh, the only other realistic. Yeah. Uh, maybe Roscoe. Roscoe's, bro- Roscoe's brother's down there. Yeah, yeah. Th- see, they got a reason to come down, all the Vincents. Well, I think that's. Uh, well, Guy doesn't care about that, but yeah, Roscoe. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, Roscoe would come down. I think Roscoe would come down and stay with his brother. I think Lexi yeah. and Guy would come down and stay in New Orleans primarily. And then maybe. Yeah, they'd probably go get a hotel room or something cool in a quarter where they can friggin', you know, I, I imagine that's what they would do. Right. Because that seems right. like their style. For one, you know, the whole idea you can get all bombed and. Friggin' stumble back to the hotel room, wake up. Because to me, hanging out in the quarter sucks. But waking up in the quarter is cool. You know? Like, I like the quarter during the day. You know? When when I went down for uh, the Final Four in 2003, we stayed in the quarter. How about when I was down for the uh, Eagles game that year? Yeah, y'all went in the quarter, too. We were in the quarter as well? Yeah, 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 yeah. And those are nice hotels, man. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I like the, like, you know, I mean, the only time I ever, like, woke up other than a couple times were you. (laughs) (laughs) You and Ange, you and Mike, you know. (laughs) But, like, independently, where I actually had a bed was when I uh, did my buddy's batch, when when I planned Colin's bachelor party. So I was like, I'm getting one of the beds here, you know. Right, right, right. Because uh, when you wake up, the quarter is very cool in the morning. You know, you walk out, you go get breakfast or something. It's quiet. There's like a – there's it's a different scene, you know. It's kind of a cool scene. Plus, the daytime quarter is way better too. I, the nighttime quarter is what I don't like, you know. Yeah. Well, daytime quarter is great because I've seen the daytime quarter as it's changing over, you know. Hit, yeah. Hitting – going to sleep like right before – uh, sunrise or whatever <clears throat> they're out there they're cleaning you yep. know they're hosing down the sidewalks they're sweeping the streets like you get up even if you don't get up till nine or ten it's it's a whole different yeah experience from a sanitation standpoint see when i used to i used to volunteer at this place till they just decided they didn't need uh they had a change of leadership and 
they didn't want to have the volunteers all the time anymore for the notary services. And it was in the Marini, right on the other side of the quarter, you know. Yep. Um, Top of the quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you know, you're the top of the quarter. Uh, you know, uh, so that I would leave there like around right before 10 in the morning. It was, I think it was on Tuesdays I'd go and do it. Okay. Or was it Wednesdays, whatever it was. And I'd drive through the quarter and get back to my office, even though there were better ways to get to my office. But I was like, I like driving through the quarter in the morning. I was like, it's like a whole different scene. Deliveries are being made. They got, you know, the little hubbub of business. You know, there's people walking around. There's people who are actually gone to jobs. You know, uh, the state Supreme Court and the uh, state Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals are all down there in the same building. So you see legitimate people who are actually working down there. It's just... It's just a cool, it's a cool scene, you know? Yeah, the dichotomy sticks with you, you know? Yep, it's, it's kind of like romantic, you know? And obviously, as you know, I'm a romantic. That's, um, that, and I realize that, that New Orleans has this same dynamic as well when it comes to the seasonal, but it's Asbury in the winter is a much different place than Asbury in the summer. Yeah. You know? I know that daytime, nighttime is a much more acute relationship. Yeah, but yeah. Like, I take uh, the beach road uh, or the shore roads, um, the back roads down along the beaches when I need to go south in the wintertime. It takes longer, but with no traffic, uh, it's just a much more scenic, serene drive. Yeah, yeah. And it's something you can appreciate come summertime. Like, I'm not even going close yeah, you, you know, it's going to suck. It's like, yeah, I would never drive through the quarter at 10 o'clock at night on a Friday. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. In March. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Not doing the peak of convention season and all that. Yeah. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So, um, we'll see. We'll see who we can, we can get. Um, if, if that small list of attendees ends up being... The final list. I still, I think that's a good list. I think that's a good list. Yeah. I mean, I don't really care. The only issue, the only reason I'd like to find out is if we're gonna get a a bus or a van. <laughs> I think we'd probably be able to get enough people locally to go up on like some type of limo bus or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I um. Yeah, oh, right. Bus is the choice. Van. It, it, there's no, I'm just making a in- joke about that. You know, I don't know. I know. I know. Uh, I've never gone up there like that, but I know Jordan has with people. So I'm sure. You know, between his friends and people I know, we could probably get a group together to go up there anyway. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm down for that. That that's. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Syracuse one, Jim Beheim one, Greensboro zero. <laughs> That's great. I didn't hear that quote. I've heard the talk about that quote. Um, well, yeah, you don't hear the the quote is was so pulled out of context. You got to hear the whole thing why he's saying it. But go on. Yeah, that's that's the point. I, I was just going to say that there's no way that that 
can be taken in any amount of context, the way it's been portrayed. Yeah, because what he was saying was, why he says it has no value is this. Because this is the first year they played in New York. And he's like, it's got to be played at places like Atlanta, D.C. Uh, he might have said Tampa. I don't know, whatever he said. He's, he named three cities, you know, or whatever. He's like, it's got to be played in big media markets. He's like, that's what made the Big East. He's like, you know, Greensboro is not a big media market. doesn't have a huge recruiting hotbed. You know, it's not like. Like, you know, you got a big media market if you're in Atlanta, D.C., plus you have all these recruits who are coming from there. He's like, that's where we need to be playing. He's like, Greensboro provides zero value because, yes, by his definition of what he was talking about, it does provide zero value. It's not right. a hotbed of basketball recruits, and it's definitely not a media center. You know? He defined the criteria and then said – Greensboro doesn't meet the criteria. To leave out his definition of what aspects are important to a tournament is like, not only is that just purely taking something out of context, that's just, that's looking for a nit to pick, right? Because it makes a much better sound bite drop on PTI or sports talk radio in Charlotte or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's just bullshit journalism. Fake, yeah, fake exactly. News. Fake news. It's because they <laughs> like the friggin' nitpick at Jim Beheim because he's one of the few guys that actually gets up there and says whatever the fuck he thinks. You right. know? So he provides shit for people saying, whereas most coaches are diplomatic and wishy washy and won't say that shit, you know? You know, they ask um, him those questions because they know he'll talk shit. Yeah, exactly. And 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 consistently will give his opinion. Yep. Right? He's not he doesn't he doesn't waver, he doesn't, you know, he's not swayed by by any influences. You ask him a question, he'll tell you what his what his answer is and then you ask him tomorrow and his answer will be the same. Yep. Um but you know, uh, I realize I'm not going to go out on a limb here by saying this, but uh, is it time for Dickie V to to go away yet, or what? Well, ESPN's been kind of—he's not their top guy anymore. You know that. I think it's—I it, think it's time for him to. I think to they're just going to let him out. do what he, what they're doing with him. What's he doing? I mean, like he's—he's he's second tier now, basically. Jay Billis is the guy now. Like, you remember Dickie V used to always do, like, those games of the week or whatever, you know? He yeah. doesn't do those anymore. He's not that guy anymore. So you just got to um, deal with You just got to live with it. Because he did – he was on the, the, the post-selection uh, show. Oh, he's still going to be on all coverage. that stuff. Yeah, but he – but they're, uh, they're grooming him for retirement, basically. All right, because he's. I think he's he'll worse be there now as long than as ever. He wants to be there. He's worse now than ever. He's yep. insufferable, and I've I. I had an interaction with him a long time ago that that endeared him to me, and um, and I've always cut him some slack because of that. But now he's just it's time. Was it's it 80? your junior year at Syracuse? Uh, because I remember my freshman year, he was doing a big Monday game there. And he had a book, 
And he was doing, I didn't go to, I just remember they were promoting it at the bookstore that he'd be there signing his book. Yeah, okay. So then that's when it was. At the SU bookstore. I would have said senior year, but but uh, he could have only come one time. Yeah, like I think it was my freshman year that went on. I just remember it was it was early on in my SU career, so maybe it was freshman, maybe it was sophomore, but I thought it was freshman, but maybe not. As you know, he was there for a big Monday game, so part of the promotion was he had a book, and he was going to be signing it. He was going to be outside the bookstore, you know, obviously doing photo ops and whatever, you know? He... um. We went with a but the, the reason I can't remember because we were hanging out with a bunch of those uh, SIGEP guys who ended up getting fired from Fagans. Uh, the ones that were on the scam, yeah. Yeah. So we were with them. So I can't remember. I mean, we weren't, we didn't disown them as friends after they had gotten fired, but our interaction with them must have been significantly less. So I can't remember when that was. So it must have been junior year, yeah. We were all hanging out at the um, the Sheridan Happy Hour was a big thing. Okay. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, when they just changed over, when they, was that when they became the regatta or whatever? And they yeah, started so that must their have happy been, hour right. hardcore? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so that must have been junior year. And we yeah. went in there with a bunch of those SIGEP guys and, and, and uh, Dickie V was in there. And uh, I don't know, some... You know, some banter started back and forth, and he was like, hey, why don't you buy my book? Did you guys buy my book? Did you buy my- Oh, somebody want to take a picture or something. And he's like, well, did you buy my book? Mm-hmm. And and one kid goes, are you kidding me? That book is 20 bucks. We're college kids. We can't afford that. Dickie V whipped the $20, $20 bill out of, his, out of his wallet and put it down on the table and said, there you go, oh. baby. Go buy my book. You can't have a so, problem with Dickie V after that. No, that's exactly right. That's yeah. exactly right. I I've always cut him slack, and and it was super endearing, you know. Yeah. But um, he's just kind of he doesn't have anything left except what's left of his shtick. Yeah, yeah, and I know. That's it's tough to watch. It's tough to watch. So yeah, I don't watch so much. I don't watch as much coverage as I used to anymore. So I don't. Get bombarded with it, you know. I watch games. I watch games if uh, Bill Raftery's doing them because I still love Bill Raftery. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, I'm with you. I'm with you. He just uh, he they brought him in on the tail end of the Bayheim interview. Bayheim went on ESPN, and I give him credit for that. Yeah, I, the problem was I was trying to pay attention to that, but my dad wouldn't shut up. <laughs> So, you know, they ask him a bunch of questions. Uh, you know, the team asks him a bunch of questions and and then they throw it to Dickie V who's remote. So they're doing a remote on remote interview, yeah. which, oh, which like from a technical Always standpoint, awkward. disaster, right? Yep. But he goes uh, you know, hey coach, it's uh, you know, it's, it's I don't know what he call himself. Dickie V? <laughs> yeah, he probably does so, call himself Dickie, he probably calls himself Dick Vitale when he addressed himself to to Bay. Okay, right. So he's got to address himself because it's it's remote, um, and they're throwing it to him. He says, "Coach, hey, you know how you doing?" And Bayheim, Bayheim, never you know never ceases to to seize the opportunity. Um, goes well, not not too good right now. Not too good right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did see that. Yep, and. 
Dickie V just doesn't he doesn't know what to do, so he goes into this like like super overly dramatic, <coughs> forlorn, you know, compatriot kind of deal. Like I know what you're feeling. Like like Beheim just said, well, not you know, not good right now. I had to put my dog down. Yeah, you know, and it was just really weird and awkward and like just he he's kind of lost it. So you know, you hate to see somebody who you have a uh, who who has a uh, you have a fond memory of kind of get old and it, yeah, it happens yeah. right. Willie Mays playing for the Mets. Yep, friggin' John you know? Unitas playing for the Chargers or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Right? right. You hate to see that yeah. happen. Are the Rams? Was it? No, no. John uh, Namath was Joe a Namath, Ram, right? Was the Rams. Yes. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. People um, just playing the string out, man. As uh, as my mom often says that when when their when their shoes get too big for their feet. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever notice that about old people? They keep buying the same size shoes because it's the same size shoes they've worn for their entire life, but they're they're shrinking. Their bodies are getting smaller. Yeah. So they don't yeah. wear those that size shoe anymore. So they're always shuffling around in shoes that are too big. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't realize it because nobody's telling them that they need a smaller size shoe. And that's just the that's the epitome of 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 age, so yeah, we'll get there soon enough. My we'll get I um, I will tell you something. I had to enter a a bracket in one of these pools I do with uh, that one of Jordan's buddies puts on, you know. Which I like okay. doing this stuff because I've won a few of I've won a couple of their things. I won the Survivor football pool. What year was that? That must have been 2014 season on the Survivor football pool. And this year, I won the bowl challenge. So I'm definitely ahead in my investments with these guys. <laughs> so yeah, I'm right. Play right. everything. Even though it might only be like 10 guys sometimes playing, but you're all putting 20 bucks up, you know? So it's yeah, like totally. still nice when you get your 200 bucks in your pocket, you know? Or in your PayPal account that you transfer to your bank. <laughs> <laughs> Since we do it all by PayPal, but I had to come up with a name for my uh, bracket entry because you know it's on Yahoo where it's always like Mets great bracket. You know they always have those default names, right? And um, oh man, I just saw a commercial. It's gonna piss you off. Dancing with the Stars, and one of the stars this year is gonna be Simone Biles. Yeah, um, I've already seen it. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> 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 She's gonna be. This is my homage to Keanu Reeves. <laughs> uh, um. So I don't know. Maybe somebody's used it before, but it came. It struck me like real quickly as a stroke of genius. My bracket's name: Bo Bayheimian Rhapsody. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm happy with that. I was like, that's going to be one of those names that I use forever for every bracket from here on out. You strike gold with a name. Uh, Which is funny because when I was, when we, during uh, the lead up to Mardi Gras, when I was talking about starting a, starting Mardi Gras down here in Asbury and I decided to come up with a crew, I had a, I had a Bayheim pun. Uh, I think it was it was Crew de Bohemia, Bo, Bohemia. 
I think that I think I think that's what, yeah, and that's Bahamian. You know how we say it, but everybody else is going to read that way, and it's really going to work. Although they'll right. still be confused. Right. <laughs> Why would you do that? What does that mean? <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, so Bohemia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times, man. Good times. Um, you got anything else? No, that's all. You can ask uh, me about the prices right later, I guess. Yes, uh, yes, yes. I. Uh, I mean, what was your question? Why they won't let you videotape it? I got lots of questions. I wanna, okay. I wanna uh, hold it for a discussion because I'm very interested in that. I've seen that concept, um, uh, the live. You know, I mean, the they were doing a second show too, and I'm sure that has a lot to do with it. They probably run some of the same products, and they don't want that to get out to people. Okay. All right. Ruin it. I'm because sh- people will go and post that shit on Facebook or something. And if you want people out in the line waiting to get in for the second show, and they're gonna, they're probably gonna put the same fucking products to bid on up there. You're probably right. Okay, that makes sense. What was the venue? Where was it held? At the Sanger, the same place where the Chris Rock show is gonna be on Canal okay. Street. And how many people were there? It was sold out. You know, and there was a the. The there was another there was another show that was going to be at seven o'clock that night, which was sold out too, because my sister's the one that bought the tickets and she bought the tickets we had uh, because she went on the first one sold out that quickly, you know, because people love the fucking prices right. Yeah, listen, this is this is the, like my questions go into like the culture of it and the fascination. So yeah, well, they, uh, I don't want to hold on to those. Cause I can tell you some stuff, a little thing. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and I, I want to know about it. Cause I like, cause yeah. that's a show that, that I have a, an affinity for, for personal reasons. So yeah, um, I mean, so everybody let's, does. Let's hold on. I mean, to um, a mother does. Yeah. 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 yeah totally. totally. All right, man. Uh, then on that note, uh, with apologies to Gert's brother, we will uh, we'll see you guys next week. Alright. Uh, good night, Fredo. <laughs>